Hey, welcome back to the channel. My name is Seamland and today we do another Instagram Q&A. If you want to ask me a question, then follow me on Instagram at Seamland, where I do those Q&As regularly. All right, first question, what does your diet consist of? Uh, so basically, nowadays, what I do is more like, um, you know, carb cycling, carb backloading with intermittent fasting one meal a day and targeted intermittent fasting, <laughs> which is, yeah, quite a, a mouthful. But uh, what it essentially means is that, you know, I eat generally one meal a day. I have a protein shake before my workouts uh, and uh, during daytime. And that is pretty much helps me to maintain muscle anabolism and helps me to exercise. My diet itself consists of... Uh, not like any real restrictions. I eat carbohydrates. Uh, I eat more carbohydrates on my workout days and less carbohydrates on my rest days. So I do carb cycling. I always have the carbs after the exercise and uh, the foods I eat are, yeah, you know, vegetables, uh, meat, fish, eggs, uh, tubers, potatoes, a lot uh, like those carbs. Uh, not a lot of rice generally, not a lot of like quinoa, sometimes buckwheat. Uh, fruits, apples, pears, uh, bananas, pineapple, uh, berries, cherries, uh, broccoli, cauliflower, some dairy, cottage cheese generally, a little bit of milk sometimes. Um, but uh, yeah, that's kind of generally the diet that I follow. So it's no like no like real restrictions, uh, mostly like the timing of when I eat those foods. So the main premise that I follow is the timing, the time of eating targeted intermittent fasting with a protein shake during daytime and carb backloading in the evening, carbohydrates after the exercise. If you want to truly know the state of your health and uh, disease risk, then check out Inside Tracker. Inside Tracker is an at-home biomarker service that you can use to test up to 43 different biomarkers like lipids, liver enzymes, inflammation, sex hormones and much more. The process is simple. You order the test kit to your home, use the little finger prick device to give your blood, send it back and you get results to your online dashboard or app. You can get a 25% discount of all their tests if you head over to seamlund.com forward slash inside tracker, that's in one word, and you can use the code seamlund at checkout. That's seamlund.com forward slash inside tracker and the code is seamlund. Best way to remineralize reverse osmosis water. So uh, yeah, reverse osmosis water kind of cleans it out or it removes some of the minerals. Uh, so for that, you know, I don't think that you inherently need to uh, remineralize your water. I mean, if you have a good diet where you get most of the electrolytes and minerals and vitamins from the food, then you don't inherently need to remineralize your water either. Although you do absorb the minerals much better, up to 30% better from uh, water. And I mean, if you drink like some mineral waters, like, you know, Borjomi or whatever, like other brands out there, uh, Sans Pellegrino or whatever, then uh, you do get like minerals from those as well. And if you like remineralize re your own water at home, then I would just maybe add a little bit of salt uh, and you don't need to like go crazy with some other minerals in there. Uh, so yeah, I would m much rather focus on the minerals from food and uh, drink some mineral water and maybe like add a bit of salt to your own purified water. Difference between glycine and TMG, trimethylglycine. So glycine, generally, the main like function of glycine is to promote collagen turnover and to help with glutathione and creatine synthesis. So uh, yeah, glycine is very important for that. It doesn't have like uh, a direct role in methylation same way as trimethylglycine has. So TMG is more involved with methylation 
uh, whereas glycine is here for glutathione and creatine and collagen regulation. Should you take NMN in your 20s? So depends, like depends on your own energy levels and depends on yeah, like how you feel. If you are in your 20s, then you probably don't like inherently need NMN or you probably are with enough NAD unless you are doing like some sort of crazy jet lag shift work uh, or unless you have like a super bad diet or you're obese. Uh, but yeah, like I don't think that you need NMN in your 20s generally. I do think that it's, you know, worthwhile to take in certain situations like if you have sleep deprivation, if you're you know, jet lagged. Uh, but I mean, there are some other more cheaper alternatives for that as well, like niacinamide, uh, as well as just some antioxidants after a bad night's sleep can also do the trick. <clears throat> Does melatonin supplement work as an antioxidant? Uh, yes, it can have those antioxidant and anti-inflammatory benefits. And yeah, if you are sick or if you're about to get sick, then yeah, like taking a large, larger dose of melatonin before bed can help with uh, that. Using sleep masks during nap is it reasonable or does it disrupt circadian rhythms? I mean, it's fine. Like, it's harder to fall asleep if you have, like, lights or if the if the window shines or you get the light through the window and using, like, some sort of a nap, some sort of a mask to cover your eyes is uh, it's not going to disrupt the circadian rhythms. Best time to take niacin and hyaluronic acid. So, uh, niacin is the best to take before a sauna. So there's the Hubbard protocol, the niacin flush protocol that has been used to yeah, like detox uh, the body from uh, heavy metals and uh, it also helps with cholesterol reduction the most at that time. But I mean, if you don't take the sauna, then just niacin at any time. You don't want to take niacin like before um, eating carbohydrates because that can the niacin can make you somewhat insulin resistant in larger doses. So you, you want to take like pretty much in a fast state um, and wait a few hours before you eat some carbohydrates. Hyaluronic acid, um, I would I would uh, suggest that hyaluronic acid is the best, best to take with some collagen um, and vitamin C that helps to initiate the collagen synthesis. But uh, generally, like you can also take it in the morning and um, as a supplement. It doesn't really have like that specific timing of when you need to take it. Thoughts on using red light therapy to acne scars? So yes, uh, acne scars can be improved with red light and infrared light. Uh, obviously, you know, with a standard at-home panels, the red light panels, they're not going to have like, you know, this completely transformative effect. For that, you need like the low-level laser therapy at like medical clinics that have like this actual very close-up lasers that could uh, have a more uh, transformative effect on the acne scars. But even just the at-home red lights and infrared saunas, they will already have like some benefits for the skin and acne scars as well benefits of chicken broth uh, so yeah broth any kind of broths uh, bone broth uh, they do have high amounts of different kinds of amino acids and collagen like uh, glycine hyaluronic acid and um, yeah minerals as well you break down the minerals from the bones which is you know great uh, the amount of like you know collagen you get from bone broths is not that high you would have it's like generally considered to be inadequate to meet your like your daily requirement for collagen or the recommended intake of collagen uh, so you would need to drink like a lot of broth <laughs> and it would be too much i would suggest so uh, taking like some collagen supplement is a good idea but uh, drinking some broth for the minerals and stuff 
I mean, what would you? What else would you do with the bones? You would just throw them away. Uh, so why not make it into a broth, like some soup or something like that, to get some minerals and uh, collagen while you're at it? Is it enough to take just collagen peptides, or do you have to combine it with vitamin C, zinc? So uh, the best combo is to take the collagen peptides with uh, vitamin C, because the vitamin C is going to be required to initiate the uh, collagen synthesis. And uh, copper is also like an essential part of the cross-linking of the collagen scaffoldings to make the collagen tighter and uh, more stronger. So uh, I wouldn't suggest taking like a copper supplement, but I would suggest taking like a small dose of vitamin C if you are taking the collagen peptides. And the best combo to do in general is to take collagen peptides and vitamin C an hour or so before exercise and then exercise with weight-bearing exercise or something that has like this force impact that's going to be initiating collagen synthesis the most in the joints. Is it true doing cardio before or after lifting kills muscle gains? So, I mean, not really if you eat enough calories and if you're not overtraining. So if you do cardio before lifting weights, then the problem in that case may be that you just don't have enough strength and energy to lift. So if you, you know, waste your energy on the cardio, then you're going to have less power and speed and explosiveness for the lifting. And uh, the you know, strength that you're lifting is going to determine the most of your gains. If you do cardio after lifting, then it has less of an impact because you can still do cardio very well after lifting. Whereas if you do cardio before lifting, then your ability to lift would be somewhat uh, decreased. So generally, it's better to do cardio after your lifting, not before. Um, what helps best against an acute inflammation in the leg? So it depends on the cause. So um, I would just use cold, uh, cold packs, some uh, massaging, uh, derma rolling, uh, not derma rolling, but like like massage gun or foam rolling, and um, yeah, just cold, cold exposure directly on the kind of skin or the uh, leg. That's gonna be the most uh, region specific. Is it okay to take glycine powder with my creatine? Uh, yes, glycine helps with creatine synthesis uh, as well. And I, I, I don't see like there's a reason to not, or that there would be any harm in taking them together. Your opinion about grippers for grip strength. So yeah, like these grippers that are just thicker grips that uh, make it harder to grab on dumbbells and barbells. I think they're great. They're very good for building grip strength. And... Uh, Many times, people who use, um, you know, wraps, they're isolating, they're preventing them from using the grip that much, and they're using like you know only the back or something like that for whatever exercise they're doing. So that, in the long term, I don't think is you know, the smartest. Um, so I think it's very important to train the grip as well. And grip strength, at least in studies, is associated with more longevity than generally other types of uh, strength or uh, muscle mass. Is cold exposure pre-workout okay? Uh, yes, in moderation, if you do like a co complete ice bath for five minutes before a workout, immediately before a workout, then it probably still has a negative effect on your power and speed. Uh, but if you do like some sort of cooling a few hours before exercise, then it has generally a better performance enhancing effect because you don't want to be overheating in the exercise session and the cooling with the cold exposure will help to cool down the body. The best one thing to do or to supplement to improve uh, sleep. I think uh, 
the best thing for that is probably the light environment make sure that your lights are dimmed out use blue blocking glasses use red light bulbs use himalayan salt lamps they will have like a pretty big impact and make sure you don't have like this screen on the brightest setting if you're you know browsing your phone before bed your favorite supplements for getting all the essential minerals and electrolytes i don't really take mineral and electrolyte supplements I uh, try to get them from diet. I take supplements for other effects that you don't get from diet, for example, or it's very hard to get from diet. But I think if you eat like some liver and egg yolks and, um, you know, generally a good diet, then you're getting plenty of uh, minerals and uh, electrolytes from there as well. So like seafood, fish, liver, uh, those are kind of the best mineral rich foods. What's your favorite probiotic? So the, the best probiotic brand I've seen is by seed so they have like a seed daily symbiotic that's the kind of the best uh, one top five anti-aging habits i think uh, number one regular exercise number two moderation in calories number three time restricted eating number four good sleep and number five this kind of um, let's say purpose and uh, a social environment or being like very you know in a good optimal state for mentally like if you're stressed out if you have like some sort of depression and mental apathy then it doesn't have any positive effects on longevity you need to have like a greater sense of purpose and like a community feeling in your life or like a family or a pet even like a dog can also provide that in certain situations what's the best training for cardio how many minutes a week in cardio heart rate I think the best training for cardio is zone 2 cardio, which is, you know, something below 65% of your VO2 max. And uh, you can measure it by just noticing your uh, breathing. If you breathe through the nose, then you're in zone 2. If you start to breathe through the mouth, then you're in zone 3 and you're training more anaerobic, not aerobic cardio. So the best kind of, you know, activities for that depends on what you like. Cycling is good. Jogging is good. Swimming is good. Uh, I, I personally like cycling the most, but uh, jogging is also pretty good. Advantages of carnosine. So carnosine uh, is a good supplement for uh, protecting against advanced glycation end products. So that's a very important one for your joints as well as, you know, the skin health. If you have a lot of AGEs, then uh, they will damage the collagen in your skin as well. What to do when waking up during the night and can't fall back asleep? Well, first of all, you should try to still fall asleep. If you just wake up, and you think that you're, you know, mentally immediately start to ruminate about that, I can't fall asleep, um, have to wake up now, then that's what you will do. Like, it's very hard to fall asleep if you don't want to fall asleep. And uh, if you stay in the bed, you actually just, yeah, try to fall asleep, then chances are you will fall back asleep. And some things that you can also do is to, you know, breathe slowly, pay attention to your breath. Definitely don't check the smartphone, don't look at the clock, and don't start to ruminate about why can't I fall asleep. Is collagen better than protein? Uh, well, collagen technically is protein, but it's not like a complete protein. It doesn't have any of the essential amino acids. It has primarily glycine, hydroxyproline, and uh, proline, which are not necessary and they're not, um, you know, 
possible for muscle protein synthesis. So you can't build muscle with collagen directly. Um, you need to have leucine, especially, to trigger protein synthesis. And I think collagen, yeah, the main purpose and reason to take collagen is for the skin health and uh, the joints. You're not going to really, like, you know, build a lot of muscle with taking collagen only. You would want to combine them together because you don't really, you know, get the glycine and hydroxyproline from the other protein sources that much. Can you make up the deficient protein intake for one day by eating more protein next day? So if you are like fast entirely, you're in zero protein, should you eat like twice the amount of protein the next day? No, because uh, there's only like a certain amount of protein your body can pretty much use in one uh, sitting and stimulate protein synthesis with. If you eat 600 grams of protein in one sitting, then it's going to still stimulate the maximum protein synthesis, which is a which you can reach with like 30 to 50 grams of protein already. So um, the eating frequency is more important for the protein and the muscle growth. If you do miss out on an entire day of eating protein or zero protein for one day, then uh, what's going to happen is that, yeah, like you will either go catabolic, you will lose some muscle, or you're going to stay like, you know, neutral and maintain it. Depends on your metabolic flexibility and depends on if you're ketosis, in ketosis or not. Uh, and how like, you know, yeah, used to you are this fasting and catabolism. In the long term, it's not an issue. So that because you can still rebuild the muscle quite easily if you're young. But uh, yeah, you can't like, you know, stack the protein of two days and uh, get the same effects. <clears throat> leucine or whey protein for building muscle, which is better for beginners? Well, whey protein already has leucine uh, generally. And uh, leucine alone isn't also uh, needed. You need kind of the all essential amino acids. Leucine is just the main, like a threshold trigger for the protein synthesis. So whey protein is definitely much better. You get more protein and you get all these essential amino acids as well. Breathing technique for heavy sets of five squats or deadlifts. So yeah, like when you are doing like these compound lifts, then um, you want to like tighten your core. So you want to be like stiff with your entire body. You don't want to be like a supple. You don't want to be like too, you know, like a noodle <laughs> because that's, you know, kind of dangerous to load yourself with heavy weights and not be stiff. So you want to have like tightness and stiff when you are doing any like heavy compound lifts. So what I do, for example, squats, I'll you know, have the bar on my back. I'm already somewhat you know, braced and tight, but if I'm about to do the rep, then I'll you know, breathe a little bit in. I'll hold it, squeeze my like, you know, uh, abdominal wall and uh, my core muscles. And then while I'm going down, I'm actually kind of holding my breath slightly, like going down. And then when I come back up, I'll exhale, but not like, like a very long exhale. I'm just, you know, I'm not doing like a five second exhale or something i'm just you know it kind of it's in some aspects you're actually holding your breath doing the uh, like uh, the second half of the rep as well but uh, in most cases you're just kind of yeah holding your breath slightly and then exhaling when you're completing the rep but uh, you definitely have to have like the tight core and um, tight uh, midsection do you need to protect eyes when using red light? Uh, don't look at the light directly, but um, yeah, it's a very common question. Actually, I think I've gotten this question almost every week. Uh, so yeah, like if you are using the red light, then don't look at it immediately in, into it, but you know, you can still look around it. Next question, are collagen and gelatin different in terms of glycine? Yes, uh, collagen has a bit more glycine than uh, gelatin, although they're very similar. So there is some differences in the amino acid profile, but uh, collagen, hydrolyzed collagen peptides have a bit more glycine than uh, gelatin. 
what are some tests and checks I can do, biomarkers, etc., how to start? Well, I mean, if you haven't done any blood work ever, then I would suggest, first of all, maybe going to a doctor and uh, they can probably prescribe you like some generic blood panel. Chances are they're not going to give it to you if you don't have any health problems and like if you're not like literally dying, then they're not going to give you any blood tests either. Um, for that, instead, you can just go to any like commercial labs uh, that offer, they have packages probably like a general health package and uh, that, that's a good, good place to start. One of the main ones that I would want to always keep track of are cholesterol, LDL cholesterol, HDL cholesterol, apolipoprotein B, uh, triglycerides, fasting glucose, fasting insulin, uh, IGF-1, vitamin D, magnesium, calcium, folate, B12, homocysteine, uh, free testosterone, testosterone, sex hormone binding globulin, estrogen, um, yeah, like those are the kind of the ones that come to mind right now. So there's very simple ones and you can definitely check out the inside tracker. They have like a 43 biomarker, uh, package that you can do. Like they're going to cover pretty much everything. Is working out right before bed better for recovery if it doesn't affect your sleep? So let's say you do work out one hour before bed and uh, you still fall asleep. I think that the, you know, the body is still in somewhat of a flight or flight state and uh, in a sympathetic nervous system state, which isn't optimal for recovery. Uh, even if you don't feel like you're uh, negatively affected by this, I think that deep down your body still is not fully recovering. And the most optimal time frame for exercise is, yeah, you should stop exercising like four hours before bed. All right, and the last question is, how to know if you should supplement with NMN? Uh, well, uh, yeah, like I said, uh, like the previous question about uh, in the 20s, should you take NMN? Like, you know, the, some of the signs I've made a video about it is that you have chronic fatigue, you have a lot of circadian disruption, you have sleep problems, you have insulin resistance, you have diabetes, you're somewhat, yeah, in this like, um, you know, metabolic disorder range. That's uh, generally like the main signs that you could benefit from taking NMN. I think the most subjective signs to feel would be yeah, like you just have chronic fatigue, even though you're, you know, sleeping well and exercising. That's kind of the generally the main, most important like effect of NMN supplementation that you get like a better energy and better sleep quality. All right, that's it for this Q&A. If you want to ask me a question in the future, then make sure you follow me on Instagram at Seamlund and I'll do those things regularly there. Other than that, thanks for watching this video. Make sure you click the like, subscribe, notification bell as well. My name is Seam. Stay optimized, stay empowered.